Well, are you ready for the Word of God today? I hope this is going to encourage you, excite you, and get you ready for the battles that you're facing and, and be able to accomplish the things that God has called you to do. Because uh, that's been my desire, is to share the Word of God from, from the throne room, I ask God, what do you want me to speak to your people? And he gives me words and he gives me ideas. And so as I do that, I believe that it will touch your heart and reach the, 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 the concerns that you have. How many do you have concerns in this world? Do you have situations that you're facing that you need God to help you with because you can't do it yourself? Every day, right? All day, every day. And when you learn to lean on the Lord, guess what happens? He's able to build you up and guide you and direct you in the way you're supposed to go. Sometimes it's not immediate. Sometimes it's a process. You know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, right? Thy rod and thy staff will comfort me. So we have to know that God is guiding us. We walk through the valley, right? We don't stay in the valley. We walk through it, amen? So if you're in troubles right now, just know that this too will pass. God will bring you forth and through, and so the situation that you're facing, facing won't be for forever. I think that's good news, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's not for forever. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come before you to share your word and to share truths that come from knowing you and knowing what you've written to us and for us. So we thank you for it. I ask you to guide my mouth and my heart to speak those things that you want me to say to your people and for their edification. In Jesus' name we pray, and all agreed said, amen. amen and amen. Hallelujah. Just getting the stage set up here a little bit. Glory to God. I'm going to go up a little higher. Oh, I feel taller. Praise God. Amen. So uh, we're going to talk about some situations here, and what I want, you to leave, what I want to leave with you are three principles for spiritual freedom. I mean, we have physical freedom, right? We're here in America, and uh, we, have, we don't have the persecution that we heard about in India, but we have to get freed in ourselves. And so the three things I want you to consider as you leave, as we talk about it, we're going to lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us. You know, there's weights that, that come, again, come on us, and that we have a hard time serving the Lord and running the race that is set before us. Did you know that? There's things that we inherited. Sometimes there's things that we carry so many years. We need to lay aside those weights. You know, it's hard to run a race when you have weights on you, isn't it? When you have ankle bracelets or if you have something on your, your backpack or something. When I used to play um, baseball, they used to, if we had a slow runner that was kind of heavy, and maybe he would hit the ball out in the outfield and he'd start running, and we'd watch him run and go, come on, come on, brother, come on. That guy looks like he's running with a piano on his back. I mean, it just looks like he's going in slow motion. The guys are picking up the ball. They're throwing it in. Come on. Come on, brother. And, and, and they throw him out because he's too slow. He has too much weight. And so we need to have our, the weight off of us spiritually so we can serve the Lord and, and receive all that we have, all that he has for us. Amen? Christ has freed us from all these weights. And the second thing is, we don't want to be entangled with the yoke of bondage. How many have ever been tangled up in something that you couldn't get out of? Maybe some rope or some uh, hose or some string that just kind of gets in, and you just can't get out of it. The Bible says that we need to get rid of that yoke of bondage that so does easily uh, entangle us. And finally, we want to enjoy the freedom that we have in Christ, whom the Son has set free is 
free indeed. We're free. Do you feel free? Or do you, could you need a little oil, a little, you know, lubrication, a little freedom, freedom in here? So uh, God wants to use us to do what he has called us to do. So many people ask me, I just don't know what the will of the Lord is for my life. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. The answer is very simple. The answer is do what's in your heart to do. As you seek the Lord, he'll take those gifts and take those callings that he's given to you, and he'll reveal them to you so that you may just be going on your business uh, and, and going to India, not even knowing that God has you set up for something where he's going to use you for how many years? Eight years? It, it, now, you all don't have to go to India, okay? You don't have to go to Africa. You don't have to go to China. But wherever, you, it could be right down the street. It could be in your own neighborhood. It could be at your, somewhere down the street from where you're at, at your job. God wants to use you. You're not spare parts. You're not just put on a shelf. The Bible says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made for a purpose. It may be just raising your kids. maybe just raising your grandkids. There's something God wants to use you to do. He wants to work through you. One, one minister kept saying, Lord, I just need more of your anointing. I need more of your anointing. And the Lord says, faithful, be faithful, because if you're faithful, I will increase your anointing. What good is it to have more anointing if you don't do anything with it? Just to watch TV? I got the anointing, baby. <laughs> no, he, he wants you to go forth and go out and do something. Amen? All right, I'm getting excited. I hope you're getting excited too. Okay. So we're going to lay aside every weight that does so easily beset us. We're going to not be entangled with the yoke of bondage. And we're going to demonstrate this in a little bit because you know what? A lot can be understood by demonstration. Did you know that? Yes. I, I read this statistic. You ready for this? 10% of what you read, you'll remember. 10%. So that's why when you're reading a textbook for a test, you can only remember 10%. My son is blessed because he has a photographic memory so he can just go and read it and then you know, take the test. My wife and I have to read it over 10 times. What was that again? How did that go? Do you, do you ever have t trouble just trying to remember a phone number? <laughs> like, what's wrong with this brain, you know? You, get, you see it on the text, and then you want to call it, you get it in your mind, and you call, was it 95 or 59? I can't, and it's not even anywhere close. In fact, some of you were giving directions to the church here, and you had it all wrong, <laughs> you know? It's 380 East Covina Boulevard. We're getting 918. We're getting 318. I mean, it's like, okay. So 10% of what you read, you'll remember. 20% of what you hear, you'll remember. That's pretty bad, 20%. That's, that explains why sometimes when my wife and I talk to each other, we tell each other something, and we go, it, it, what did you say? <laughs> I thought you said that we were going Tuesday. Not Wednesday. It's at 2 o'clock. I thought it was at 4. Oh, okay. So that means we have to write it down. Now, 30% of what you see, you remember. So if you write it on the calendar, there's a 30% chance you're going to remember it. But how many of you have your dentist appointment written down on the calendar and you miss it? You wake up and you go, oh, I was supposed to be at the dentist today. I was supposed to be at the hairdresser's today, right? Now, to increase our, <laughs> to increase our memory. Uh, 50% of what you see and hear, you'll remember. So we're going to do illustrations today, so there's a 50% chance you're going to remember what I said. Because I can talk for a half an hour, 
Say a thousand words and you won't remember anything. You'll be excited. Well, that was a great message. What, did you, what, what was the message about? I don't know, but it was good. Whatever it was, it was good. Now, 70% of what you say and write down, you remember. So if you're taking notes and you speak it to yourself when you go home, 70%. Now, guess what? 90% of what you hear and do, you'll remember. The book of James says, only the doer is blessed. So how many of you are doers? Praise God. All right. We got a few of us. Okay, good enough. So let's look at a couple slides here. John 8, 32 through 33, Jesus is talking, and he says to the Pharisees, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the Pharisee says, what are you talking about free? We, we are not in slavery. We're not in bondage. We're not in jail. We're free, aren't we? And he t- tells them, we are Abraham's, or he's saying, the Pharisees are saying, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free. They're saying, we're, we're free. We're not, we're not in slavery like the children of Israel were in Egypt. And so it goes on to say, Jesus answers that, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So what are we slaves to? Sin. How many of you have ever committed a sin? I don't know if we've got a pretty honest group here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, I, I want to, I got some good news and bad news. What do you want to hear first? Bad news, okay. Thank you, Robert. You, you got the right answer. <laughs> the bad news is that, uh, you know, there's Ten Commandments, right? How many of you have kept all of the Ten Commandments? Anybody? No? Okay. Not yet? I see that hand. No? Okay. Okay, now, we ha- in addition to the Ten Commandments, God gave Moses 613 other commandments. Wow. I mean, that's a lot to remember, let alone keep track of. 613 commandments. What are those commandments that we don't have in the Ten Commandments? Check this out and see how, how, how you do in this. Uh, number 17 was not to embarrass others. You ever do that? Not to oppress the weak, number 18. Number 19, not to gossip about others. I'll let the, I'll let the oohs and the ahs calm down. Number 20, not to take revenge. So tempting, isn't it? So tempting. 21, not to bear a grudge. You know, they did that to me. I am so mad at them. I don't know. I hope something bad happens to them. God, take care of them. Vengeance is yours, saith the Lord. (laughs) Tie them up, throw them in a truck, send them off somewhere. I don't care because what they did to me, that was too much. Okay, but see, that's why, okay, so the Still bad news is the next slide says, Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point is guilty of all. So you can keep all 612, you can keep all 10 of the commandments, but if you mess up on on one, you're guilty of all of them. 
Because you have to be perfect to get into heaven. That's why when people say, well, I live a pretty good life. I don't kill anybody. I don't steal. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but what about the gossiping part? What about the oppressing the weak, embarrassing others? All these things. If you're doing those, you're guilty. Even if you do it just one time. So you can't get into heaven just because you're above the curve. You did better than the person next to you. How are you compared to Jesus? You're not there. Jesus came and lived a perfect life so that we can uh, ascribe to his righteousness and then we become righteous. Isn't that good news? Let's see this next scripture. So in Deuteronomy, it talks about all the things that we're supposed to do, the 613 commandments. And then Moses ends it with this. You ready? Cursed is anyone, put your name in there, who does not uphold all the words of this law by observing them. We're cursed, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, who shall deliver me from this wretched life that I'm living? Who, who, who's going to deliver us? Jesus has delivered us. Hallelujah. The lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. Let's see what the scripture says. Galatians 3.13 through 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No more curses on us. God looks at us as holy and blameless before him in love. We are gifts to God that he delights in. Did you know that? We're a gift to him that he delights in. The Bible says that Jesus or, or God has been made rich because of what Jesus has done for us. The embarrassment, the, 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 the trying to be holy, to perfectly uh, to try to be guiltless uh, you don't have to worry about it. you're already in the family how many of you ever your parents ever wanted to kick you out of the family anybody here <laughs> richard yeah uh, yeah back there i i'm i came from an italian family you know and when you do something wrong they, they bite their fingers you ever seen them do that in the movies <sighs> my mom used to say to me where did you learn to do that <laughs> you didn't learn it here you know, and, and sometimes she would just say, I, dis I disown you. I go, Mom, you can't disown me. <laughs> Don't you have to go to court to do that? You can't disown me. Twice she told me that. I can't remember what I did, but uh, it probably wasn't good. <laughs> I'm just having fun, but she said, it, you know, I'm disowned. I don't know what I did. But anyway, it's pretty rough in an Italian family. So we have to know that we are gifts that God delights in, Right? And, and so let's look at this next scripture. Is this the one we have? Hebrews 12, 1. Okay. Are you guys all awake? Okay. It says, so these are the three spiritual principles for freedom. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. You ever do things that you say you don't want to do? The things you want to do, you don't wind up doing. Isn't that frustrating? Time and time and time again. Lord, I'm going to get up early and pray. I'm going to seek your face. And you wake up and you go, did I take the garbage out today? Did I water the lawn? You know, uh, well, let, let's see what's the latest news going on. And before you know it, it's fleeting by. You, ah, tomorrow morning, Lord, I'll do it. Let, let's lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, you all have a race that's set before you? Oh, yeah. God is watching you to see how you're running the race. Paul said, I've finished my course. I've run the race. I've kept the faith. 
So I, I want to demonstrate, remember I told you that only 50% of what you see and hear that you'll remember? So I need a volunteer out there, someone that can come and do a demonstration with me. If there's anyone there that's bold enough to want to come up and, uh, no, Jane, hold, hold, your, hold, hold your peace. <laughs> you, yeah, I know, she's ready to go. But this young man here, Stephen Wood, welcome, Stephen. God bless you. He, he's a member of the Salvation Army in Pasadena, another Christian business partner. How are you doing, sir? All right, how are you? Good. Will you help me with this demonstration? Sure, what do I need to do? Okay, well, I, I'm going to just uh, list some, some sins that may easily beset us, weigh us down. List? List. You want to write them down? Please. Okay, I'm sure. You got something for me? Yeah, I got Okay. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Oh, you come prepared? I like that. I like that. I got a pen, yeah. Seems like we almost pre-planned this, huh? <laughs> okay, what kind of sins uh, you got here? Oh, well, how about um, guilt? You have guilt? Yeah, guilt would seem to weigh me down. Oh, yeah. Are you guilty about stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah? How about when I take things back? You take things back. You ever done that? Give it to God, and then yeah. the next day you say, hey, God, are you, are you working on this? What, what's the update? Tell me what's happening, right? Taking things back. Taking back cares. Oh, you know what they call that? You got to do your MOB. You know what MOB is? Mind your own beeswax, okay. That would be called gossip. What about worry? Worry. That weighs you down. Doesn't it weigh you down? I'm feeling heavy. Are you feeling heavy now already? Yeah, yeah worry. Unforgiveness. Huh? Unforgiveness. Anybody need to forgive anybody? The deep recesses of your mind. You got some people listed there? Yep. Here's an honest person here. Everybody else is pure, clean, holy, no problem. Right? I, I don't care that they took money from me. I don't care that they spoke evil of me. I don't care about I have re released them in Jesus' name. Well, we're going to show you how to get rid of this, this weight. Okay, so unforgiveness. I'm feeling really, really down. How about uh, un uh, unworthiness? Yeah. Un don't you don't know your own worth in Christ? Right. So un being un this, is, this is a good list, six, right? Unworthy. All right. How many of you feel unworthy? If God said, how many of you are worthy to go to heaven right now? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> do you guys want to help Stephen today? I think he needs some help, don't you? Because he's got this weight on you. How are you feeling? Are you feeling heavy? Way down, okay. All right, so let's do this. Can, you, can, can we pray together? Okay, stretch forth your hand, but don't close your eyes, okay? Because we're going to watch this weight just drop off of him. All right, you ready to agree with me? Watch him now, watch him. Father, repeat, say, Father, Father. in Jesus' name, in Jesus. let this weight fall from him. In Jesus' name. Man, that was, that was a world of, of hurt, wasn't it? A wor world of worry. A world of unforgiveness. All right, we just roll that on down. That's not ours. Praise the Lord. Amen. Say what? You know what's just happened as soon as 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, Brother Stephen. So we see that happen, right? So we've we got to lay aside every weight. Just dry, the Bible says what? Put off the old man and put on the new. Drop all those things that would hold us back. Amen. Be new in Christ. We, Christ has made us free. Forget those things. The Bible says that if any man is fit for the kingdom of God, when he puts his hand to the plow, he doesn't look back. Why? Because you, if you keep looking back, you can't go forward. If you keep thinking about the things that hurt you and upset you and the, the, the things that you didn't do right, God's saying, I can't use you because you need to go have a fresh, clean slate. That's why he said, I'll throw my sins into a sea of forgetfulness. My sea is really big. You know, <laughs> I dumped a lot of those things in there. Praise God. Okay, so the second thing that we want to learn today is stand fast or stand firm, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Be not, because some things we inherit, some things we, uh, we have in our own selves, but some things we pick up along the way. Did you know that? They creep in and entangle us. Situations that we face with people, and, and, and they bother you. 10, 15 years ago, you know, I, I used to go visit my relatives in New York, and they, we would go to one house, and we'd say, well, we're going to go to so-and-so's house, and go, oh, well, we're not going with you. Why is that? We're mad at them. I, why? I, we can't remember, but we're mad at them. It was 10 or 15 years ago, and I don't know, somebody didn't invite somebody to the wedding or a funeral, I don't know, but they're mad at each other. That's the Italian, they love to hold grudges, they love to be mad for no reason. God says, let it go, okay? So habits, addictions, desires that are outside the will of God and purposes may creep in and entangle us and keep us bound. You can get bound by TV, did you know that? You can get stuck on a TV program, and nothing else can happen except you've got to watch that little half-hour show. I mean, if it's during church time, <laughs> we had one guy that was an elder at one of our churches. He said, well, you know, basketball season's coming, so I can't come on Wednesday nights because the Lakers are playing. I'm going like, that's a little unusual to have that uh, as your prerequisite. And we had one lady that was at our church, and every time the Lakers played when it was in the playoffs, she had to go to the hospital. Why? She was having, uh, what do they call that? Anxiety attacks. She had to go to the hospital because the Lakers were losing. <laughs> so guess what the doctor said? Don't watch the Lakers anymore. I'm tired of seeing you here. And she hasn't watched the Lakers since. And I saw her about like... Uh, Couple, couple of months ago, and she hasn't watched them in five years. Why? She wants to be healthy. She wants to get rid of those addictions that would, would take, you know, hold her back. Because you know what? Some of us have been Christians a long time, maybe 25 years, and still haven't grown past the one year of when you accepted the Lord. You can't keep living the same 25 years the same way that you did the first year of your Christianity. Amen. Did you know that? We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to lay aside the weight. We're supposed to change our behavior. We're supposed to be mature in Christ. We can't be pooping in our diapers anymore. Amen? We can't be crying because we don't get our own way. We can't be hurt and offended because they didn't recognize us. Right? Can't be upset because our, our husband or our wife didn't treat us the way we wanted to be treated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Did you hear that, Pastor? Yeah, I heard it. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we have to seek the Lord in all that we do. The Bible says that David never lost a battle. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because he sought the Lord. And so, so people come to the Lord. They come to, for prayer, but they're all entangled. Amen? So this guy back here, I think he need. Do you need prayer, son, Stephen? Yeah. You you seem to be a little tangled up. You want? Are you able to come up here? You seem kind of. Yeah, but I got my tie out. Your tie? Okay. Oh, your tie. I pulled my tie out so I'm Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the rest of you is all bound up. Yeah. <laughs> What's been going on in your life? I've been meaning to tell you about that, but go ahead. Oh, okay. I You look kind of tangled up there. Your life is in a straight. Anybody you feel that way? I need to break loose. I need to get free. I need to put away all these habits and situations that are holding me down, keeping me trapped, not being able to receive the promises of God. How, how are we going to help this brother? Let's pray for him, right? Okay. Hold on, Steve. We're, we're going to pray. So, Father, I just thank you that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that we receive the spirit of of, of, uh, of, of being delivered, translated in the kingdom of he your dear son, Lord, that the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear is not there, but we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, you got to be watching. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes up here. This guy, we got to get this guy delivered. Can you help us with this? Yes. Okay. Now, okay, you can go down there. Now, you have, Stephen, you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you that live, but Christ lives in you. Amen. So the life that you now get... Help him out. Help him get out. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and ah, I will give you rest. Praise the Lord. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly. Walk in the Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust. Of get free, brother. Get free. You can throw those things off that hold you back. Amen? Jesus said, I am the way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We need help. Are you praying out there? <laughs> You can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Jesus has made us... Oh, he's getting out. Jesus has made us free, and you can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Sometimes it takes a little time, but lo and behold... Hold on now. <laughs> Hold on there. 
Yeah, you got some, yeah, we got some real problem uh, cases here. There, oh, I think we're free. We're free, yes! Hallelujah! Very good, my friend. Let me see. Does anybody want to try to get out of this uh, straitjacket? No. You have your own, right. You can get rid of your own straitjacket by believing God. Thank you, sir. You look free. You look free indeed. Amen. So, like I said, I'm hoping that through hearing and seeing, you'll remember these things. Lay aside every weight. Let it drop. Get out of the straitjacket of things that are holding you back. And what's the third principle that we need to know? We need to know that we are free. Let's see. Next, next scripture. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is? Hallelujah. <laughs> you can walk out of the house and not worry about whether God's going to strike you down, whether he's going to be mad at you, upset, you're adopted into the family, he's not going to disown you. We can cry out, Abba, Father. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. So like I said, people ask me, what do I do? What, what, what am I supposed to do? Do we have to go to a foreign country? Do we have to uh, uh, have God speak to us from heaven? Do we have to see it handwritten by a skywriter? Gina, go to Children's Church. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, my wife is good at finding uh, what people need, what kind of job that they should take. She did this, she does this for a living now. She's an HR consultant, and she finds people jobs that they that would best suit them. And sometimes they apply for the wrong kind of job. And she says, no, you would be better doing this job. She did that before she was being paid for it. It was just something on the inside of her. So she said, I want to do this for a living, and God has richly blessed her for doing that. And I know she's approached some of you to do things at the church, and, and you, you don't think you can do them, but then God helps you because he's put it on the inside of you to do. You know, I, I had this happen to me uh, just yesterday. I was going by uh, our, our grocery store, it, it, through the cashier, and I heard this, the woman talking, and the way she was talking, I said to her, you know, I believe the Lord wanted you to be a teacher. Have you ever wanted to be a teacher? She goes, yes, I always wanted to be a teacher. I said, wow, isn't that amazing? I go, well, you teach us all here how to do the app and how to get our rewards and all that stuff, so you're, you're, you're teaching. And then I saw her again, and she said, well, you know what? I, I know what you're saying, and I passed it down to my uh, daughter. She teaches now. So things that are on the inside of you, God will use. I can remember when I was 12 years old and I was playing baseball with a bunch of guys and we used to get on our bikes and go to different parks and play other uh, kids at the, those parks. And uh, so I wasn't the best player, sadly enough, but uh, my friends were better than me. I was in the middle and then there was lesser people. And so I didn't get much attention. But finally, one day the coach pulled me aside and he said, Charlie, that's what was my name then, Charlie, how are you doing? I go, I'm doing good, coach, doing good. He goes, no, no, sit down, let's talk. And he made me feel so good. You know, sometimes you just need someone to, sh to make you feel like you're good. And if you're a great person, you make the other person feel great. And I said, if I ever grow up, I'm 12 years old, if I ever grow up, <laughs> I want to return to someone else, a, a child, that great feeling that I just felt that I was worthy and that I was appreciated. So when I, you know, as life turns, as the world turns, <laughs> I, 
I got away from the Lord and I did my own thing. And then when I needed to get back, I came running back, said, okay, Lord, if you can make anything out of my life, you can have it now. And so he said, okay, let's start from scratch. So I went to the church, a church, and one of the, the children's church director came up to me and said, uh, I think, would you like to do children's church? I go, no, please. I don't think so, okay? Just because I'm short, that doesn't mean that I should do children's <laughs> church, okay? I don't want to go down to the basement and have to work with those kids. I'll never get out. I'm supposed to be up here teaching to thousands, so no, I don't think so. He said, just go home and pray about it. So, you know, that, that's, that's like a, you know, don't wish that on anybody because the Lord will get you. <laughs> and so I went home and I prayed about it, and guess what the Lord said? He said, well, in more direct terms, he said, didn't you say when you were 12 years old that if you could return back to a child, that great feeling that you felt that you were going to give it to someone else? I go, I didn't know you were keeping track of my thoughts. God knows what you're all about, what he put. So I did that for two years with Marianne, and Marianne helped me so much. It was funny because I, I wanted to teach, and so I couldn't get you know, teaching at the church, and so I was driving my car, and I saw a bunch of blind people walking across the street, and the Lord said, start with them. Okay, so I started teaching the blind kids, and Marianne saw how much I cared for the kids. She said, well, if he cares for the kids that much, surely he'll care for me. What she didn't realize is I just cared for him for an hour, and <laughs> I couldn't keep it up for that long a time, you know, <laughs> but surprisingly enough, we got married. And so, and so I was teaching the, blind, the, the, the kids that could see the way I was teaching the blind kids. And the blind kids don't interrupt each other. They don't run around and do all these kinds of crazy things. And so, but the kids that could see would do that. And my wife looked at me and says, you need to get some control over these kids. And so she came up with an organized plan and everything went fine. So, we, you know, we joined together. So what God has on the inside of you, he'll use. Just like this, teach, this lady that had the teaching gift, She's still teaching where she's at. Wherever you're at, you can use the gift that God has called you. Now, I have a friend. Let's see this next picture. He, he's a, he used to play for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he used to go to our other church, and so we, we became friends. But it's funny enough, see, I'm, he's a baseball player that wanted to be a preacher. I'm a preacher that wanted to be a baseball player. So we got along really good. He said he'd be in the outfield, and he would, uh, you know, just think about psalms and meditate on psalms and everything. And so this is me uh, when I was uh, uh, 50 years old. That's my district supervisor. And so my son saw this picture, and, he, and my wife told my son, you know, your father was a very good-looking man when we got married. <laughs> and my son said, what happened? <laughs> I go, come on, son. <laughs> Let's see when you hit 60-plus how, how good you're going to be. Amen. <laughs> So whatever God puts in your, your heart, that's what he'll cause you to do. So we have a young lady at, at our church who always wanted to be a street preacher. You know, always said, Pastor, we need to get an organized way of getting out there and reaching people, and, and I can play, and, and I can teach, and, and I can bring people to the Lord. I go, really? Okay, and we tried to do it here and there, but she got tired of waiting. Hallelujah. <laughs> Because what's on the inside of you, it's like fire shut up in your bones. Brother Rudy, he doesn't wait for our outreach once a year. He goes out and helps people whenever he can. 
So Joanne has been going out street with, how many of you have ever done street preaching? Anybody here? Oh, we got quite a few. Amen. But this girl can't not do it. So tell us what you've been doing, Lady, lady Love. Well, I was um, connected with a group that had these big, beautiful crosses, and they went evangelizing on the street corners. And that was awesome, but I had a hard time keeping up with them and stuff, and I'd get lost trying to find them the next time. So I thought, you know what, I could do this myself. So I went and bought a, a megaphone, and the Lord just put on my heart, you know, because he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, you know, and to preach salvation and, and show people how they could be born again, you know. And so I started doing it, and the Lord just been flowing through me, and I've just been preaching the gospel and telling him, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If you only know one scripture, you can preach that. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. So the Lord's just give, giving me all these scriptures, and, and I've just been out there by myself. But it, I'm not by myself. The Holy Spirit is with me. You know, and like one time, um, Or Robert said, the, the, the anointing is either coming at you or passing you by. And you have to, like, step out on faith and grab onto that anointing while you can, you know. And the Lord will use you, and you, you can't be afraid, you know. But Jesus said, if any man comes after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. So it's a daily thing, you know. And so I looked online, and I found this this preacher lady that's been in the ministry for like 17 years, and she goes by herself all over the world. Israel, she's been to Korea, so I got connected with her, and we've been sharing back and forth, and I thought, well, praise God. I could do this. I don't need to rely on anybody else, so praise the Lord. And then um, people just really, really listen. I mean, their, their ears are open to the gospel, and so I saw online that a lot of them go to the beach, so I go, I want to go preach at the beach. So I take my megaphone, I drive to Balboa. So I get there, I get on the pier, and I'm just relaxing. And I was kind of relaxing too long. And I thought, hmm, am I a little afraid or something? <laughs> and then um, I go, Lord, I'm struggling. I need your help. You know, these people are uppity, and it's Balboa, and the cops are probably going to come because my megaphone is so loud. The whole beach will hear about the gospel. <laughs> and so then, um, so I was sitting there, and the Lord said, unzip your bag. So I unzipped it, and he goes, take out your, your speaker. And I did, and he goes, now stand up. And I stood up, and the Lord, I just started preaching. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And sometimes you just have to ask the Lord for help, you know. It's not like you become perfect, you know. We need him. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit, you know, because Jesus is coming back soon. And we have little time in Matthew, it says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the nation for a witness, and then shall the end come. And so praise the Lord for that. Tell them about it. You're saying that yesterday, 
the light was uh, red. Oh, yeah. I went yesterday. I have a T-shirt that says, ask me about Friday the 13th, because I got a miracle on Friday the 13th, and it's so neat to wear because I don't even have to go up to people. They say, well, what about Friday the 13th? And I go, well, I got a miracle on Friday the 13th. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I said, you know, um, when all bad things are supposed to happen, I was delivered from being bound to alcohol for 14 years. You know, Jesus said, Satan has had you bound. Enough is enough, but I've come to set you free. And I said, the same way God can set you free, and it's so neat. It's a witnessing tool for sure. But, um, oh yeah, okay, so I found a place on the corner, and I was preaching, and just people were just like frozen listening, you know, because I was just going on and on about the Lord. And um, so all of a sudden the light uh, it was red, and I'm preaching, and then it turns green, and they're still sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the light's green. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but <laughs> they were still listening. They listen, you know, so praise God. That was uh, awesome right there. But the Lord is good, and he's powerful, and he wants to use us, you know, as vessels um, to get people saved. People need to be born again and come to him. And this nation needs revival again and turn back to God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, um, do you want an all-expense-paid trip to India? Yeah. <laughs> we'll hook you up with, with Byron here to see if we can do that. So do you have a script that you go out with and you read off of a script? I know you don't. It just, it's something on the inside of you, right? That God has put. You have to read the word and pray? Amen. How many of you want to have the Lord use the gift that he has put on the inside of you? Amen. Let's, let's bow our heads and let's pray that. So, Father... In the name of Jesus, we just thank you that, Lord, you have put gifts and talents on the inside of us. You've put the desires uh, on the inside of us. And, Father, so we want to be, have that revealed to us through the situations that we're facing as we go through this life. Father, quicken our spirits so that we may know the things that you want us to do. Even though it may be a small thing to start, we know that, Father, you'll grow us in that, you'll develop us in that, and that we'll do those things that are pleasing in your sight so that when we see you, you can say, well done, thou good and faithful spirit, uh, servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen? If you don't know what to do, just volunteer at church. Volunteer somewhere. Do something. So one day, just you know, etch yourself out and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do something for you. And it may be something simple. It may be just ministering to somebody, talking to somebody, but God will use you. Amen? Amen. So we're going to uh, dismiss now. If you have those orange cards, <clears throat> you first-time visitors, please give them to Marietta, who's going to the back now, and you'll get a, uh, a free prize, a little bag of goodies. <clears throat> and then we're going to eat. We're gonna ha we, have, uh, we have chicken. We have marinated chicken. We have uh, hamburgers. I think turkey burgers. We have macaroni salad, beans, all kinds of stuff to eat. Watermelon, cakes, pies, jello. Thank you so much. So the first thing we're going to do is eat. Then we're going to do uh, uh, the. We're doing the. Uh, huh? The parachute. And then we're going to do the the uh, sack races. 
And then the last thing is going to be the water balloons. And those of you that don't want to get wet, better stand clear. Amen? <laughs> so let me pray over you as we go. Father, we thank you that, Lord, you have called us to be yours, to be in the family of God, that you have blessed us with certain uh, traits and things that you want us to do. So, Lord, bless us and keep us. Lord, make your face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. Lord, lift up your countenance upon us and give us peace and give us rest all the days of our life. And all that agreed said, amen. amen. God bless you. We'll see you outside.